0: you guys, podcast time. You're listening to the Geeks Unleashed Podcast. Part of the security bad match where we take our passions and our fandoms and we turn them into conversations with you.
1: This is Geeks Unleashed, episode 1. Episode 2. Episode 7. Episode 18. Episode 30. Episode 62. Episode 79. Episode 100. Episode 111. Episode 120. Episode 149. This is Late to the Party, episode 1. Episode 4.
2: Episode 9. Episode 15. Geeks Unleashed. Unleashed. Conversation.
1: What is your secret origin? How did you get into and find your love for comics and pop culture? Hello, welcome to Geeks Unleashed, this is episode 150. Wow. Uh,
2: As usual, I'm
1: Mark. Yeah, I know. (laughs) As usual, I'm Mark.
2: I'm Jasmine.
1: Uh, In this episode, we're going to completely throw you off and we're going to reflect on the last 150 episodes of Geeks Unleashed, all the way from episode one uh, to where we are now.
2: Yep, uh, we're talking about ourselves this week. You're welcome. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. You're welcome. Oh man, 150 episodes. Who knew? I don't I don't think I had projected that at the beginning.
1: I think we said it every time like episode 25, episode 50. Yeah. Then, I think I think I think when 100 came we were like uh but then when 150 was coming along, I was like, whoa.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I that, think that felt
2: significant for some reason.
1: 100 100 we we just did a well, we d- we did a normal ish episode, but we can't, but we also changed things. But anyway. Um...
2: Okay. So before we get started, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. We appreciate that. We'd also love it if you would leave us a no, we would love it if you would like this video and subscribe to our channel. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, we appreciate that as well. We'd also very much love it if you would leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser.
1: Also, please feel free to donate to us.
2: Keep the lights Keep on the lights for on. another 850 yeah. <laughs> episodes. <laughs>
1: So no, we we start, we were kind of so just to set the scene here. Me and Jasmine, we we had a few phone calls and we were chatting about what should we do for one fifty, and we went back and forth on having guests on or doing this and doing quizzes and doing this and that. And then uh, and then we were just I don't know, we were just kind of mulling the idea of actually, wouldn't it be nice to sit back and yep. reflect a little bit on the journey of the podcast? And, and yeah. I know that's um, very um, uh, you know self indulgent. Um,
2: we're allowed, but we're allowed.
1: We're, it, We kind of just felt like it was a bit of an achievement. So I don't know. We haven't honestly got the facts here. But in terms of how we got started, we got started. People may or may not have heard us say that a long time ago, I created a website. And I just, I literally just went and created it. I I spoke to a couple of people who said they'd join me. And actually those people I spoke to never ended up joining me. So I ended up creating a website. I I just went through. I just created Geeks Unleashed. And I just started throwing up a couple of news bits and reviews on my own. Uh, And then a few people saw it and they were like, oh, can I come right to your website? It's like, okay, cool. Website got Kraken. And I think it was well over a year, year and a half before uh, Jasmine actually ended up joining the website. And then we ended up pretty much running it together. And then my life just got a bit too busy. And basically we had a second child and having a baby was getting exhausted and I started a new job and and all this kind of stuff and decided to step away fast forward me and Jasmine kept in touch and actually we talked every now and again about whether to do the website again and in the end what we realized was we became managers of People.
2: people yeah
1: and we weren't getting paid by anybody and and you know we weren't CBR we weren't bleeding cool we weren't all those big names. We were just some small people trying to build a website, and it was like having a second job. And actually, it was taken away from what we actually love, and that's yeah. it
2: was talking the about fun out of it.
1: Yeah, it was taking the fun out of it. I started Geeks and Niche originally as a website because I enjoyed talking about comics and video games and movies and TV shows. And in the beginning, when it first started, I was doing that, and I was like, "Oh, I'm enjoying this." <clears throat> anyway, the fun went. So. I I picked for about a year or two even two years, I kept saying to Jasmine, we should do a podcast, we should do a podcast. But life's always busy and it's difficult to kind of start something when you're busy and you're running around at many miles an hour.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then in 2020, I think it was the end of it was the end of February, start of March, the world crashed around like around the world. Everybody, you know, streets yep. were silent. Yeah, you, you could walk into any major city. I'm sure Houston, London, you know, New York.
2: It all felt uh, like The Walking Dead, man. Just like well, ghost it
1: literally, town. it literally became like yeah, it came like a ghost town. Uh, and I'll be honest, I didn't, I I didn't like the idea that I couldn't see people. So COVID nineteen happened, and I just rang up Jasmine and said, "Let's just do it. Let's go. Let's start the podcast. Let's do it. Let's." And so we milled around some ideas of what geeks and niche could look like as a podcast and and the idea was that we'd make it a current news and review show like we'd we'd have three we'd have a chit chat at the beginning we'd have three segments be some news and then we review something current from that week and that was great at the time because we weren't going out we weren't doing stuff you know weren't seeing friends weren't seeing family and
2: we had all the time in the world
1: well yeah, yeah we had all the time in the world but everybody was um Seeing all their friends and family on Zooms and and stuff like that, and doing quizzes with their yeah, you know, all those silly quiz family quizzes or friend quizzes. <laughs> I even ran one. I only did I ran one once with some friends, bunch of friends, got them all on Zoom, and we had a couple of beers on a Friday night. It was quite nice actually. Just got just sent them all my Zoom link, and everybody jumped on. It's got it was, was alright, and some of those friends have met in the past but years apart, and it was nice. But anyway, come back to the podcast. So we decided to give it a go and. We, we jumped in and our first ever episode, we reviewed- um,
2: Space Force. Uh, the,
1: Space Force, yeah. And, and the 80th anniversary of the Joker uh, graphic novel, or sort of small comic book that came out that, that week. And then we carried on doing it and it was great. And that and then that kind of format went for a while. Uh, episode 50 was the first time we kind of changed the format slightly and we threw in conversations and along, along the journey, we, we had many different formats from pilot season, um, uh, yeah, yeah, and so we we change, change around the format. Yeah, it wasn't until episode one hundred where we actually got a format that we decided will will be the format, and from episode one hundred until episode one hundred forty nine, we've we've had that format, uh, which is that actually geeks and 100. niche evolved, evolved. Yeah, because it came, it came out of, I think the fact that we both realised we were really busy. Mm-hmm. And it was difficult to constantly review new stuff.
2: Yeah,
1: but equally, there was always new stuff on that. Neither sometimes we'd be like, actually, there's nothing on this week that either of us want to watch. Yeah,
2: um, <laughs> uh,
1: uh, uh, and so yeah, and uh, and then over the time period, we, we sometimes came up with themes as well, especially during those lulls of actually, there's not anything on the next two or three weeks. Yep. However, so from episode one hundred to to as of last episode our our show became actually an adapted content uh review show and and we created the this sort of the geek of the week which would be something from our own lives because mm-hmm. Jasmine and me obviously have our own tastes and, and things we like and, and some of those tastes do merge or become similar and, and stuff like that. But actually then and, and actually it's quite a nice way of learning from each other because you know I learned about webtoons the other day, and I didn't know anything about webtoons. And I'm sure Jasmine secretly learned things from me, especially English words. And um,
2: yes, so. I always get an education on <laughs> how, how you Brits do it.
1: And um, so the geek of the week was a more about features, and then we and then obviously adapted content where we're reviewing stuff that's adapted from films or TV shows. So mm-hmm. f- sorry, from comic books or video games. So comic books or video games, um, and that's kind of how we got started to, to where we are now. And um i've tried to summarize it but yeah any thoughts on on that
2: no that's how, that's uh pretty much how it started we we realized we were getting busier when everything started to open up again 2021 was kind of when it was like we're doing too much like there's too much that we're trying to squeeze into every episode so it felt so much better to just kind of pull back a little bit and focus on just one thing um so i i like the format change definitely Mm -hmm. because then it's like it doesn't feel like a chore like I don't feel like I have homework um in order to do the podcast it's just kind of like hey this is what we're doing this week great I'll see you I'll see you on Friday (laughs)
1: um for me I think though uh it feels a lot more fun now if I'm honest I I I, I didn't say that it was I don't saying that now makes it sound like it wasn't fun before it was fun but I think we were trying to be
2: trends is hard
1: I think we were trying to be like professionals not saying we're not to make them sound like we're terrible here we're not we are professional but I think we would I, I think the mindset I came in this initially was I want the podcast that like those iFanboys make or those whatever make you know and, and they get millions of listeners and they've been yeah, running the for people 20 people that are
2: sponsored the people that have been doing <laughs> yeah. it for like five six seven years before COVID
1: yeah. Yeah and they built up a huge audience already and that's the mindset I came in with, and I over time have realised actually, I can't be those people. Maybe we will, you never know. Um, but I can't, I can't go into this now because actually, when I fanboy started, there was hardly anybody that made comic podcasts, uh, and various other people that make their theme related podcasts, and a lot of the new podcasts that come out that instantly blow up normally have some sort of celebrity attached or or come from some network of, of you know crime crime podcasts and they're in yeah. a chain or a network of podcasts but to be the new guys like we were to come in you know it's just there's no there's no money there's no celebrities actually are people tuning in to keep some edge to hear current affairs no they're not because actually they listen to apple apple podcasts or bbc news podcasts or the pop serious. or the pop or, or the podcast, or the yeah or npr or the con yeah the, yeah, yeah. the podcast are made by like um cbr or etc uh, and i thought to be honest why which and that's kind of another thing i was reflecting on actually let's stop trying to be these people and just be ourselves and yeah. actually just have fun with it and i think that was a it was a, probably a mindset that took a long time to have but i, I pitched to you and you were like yeah actually let's just let's change what we're doing so
2: that's a moral of uh, the story kids don't try to be anyone else just be yourself
1: (laughs) yeah yeah um so that's a nutshell how we got started right i thought it's quite a reflective question before we jump into the actual episodes but do you think during this period of time now i know personally we've had journeys but they may have also interlinked slightly with this podcast but do you think there's anything you've learned about yourself while doing this
2: yeah. Um I think definitely I learned that there Lock you can always annoying. make time for the things that you want to do.
1: Yeah.
2: Um so like this this podcast carved out like I carved out a space every week for 150 episodes to make room to do this, right? So it's like it's possible. Like if if it's something that you enjoy and it's something that you have fun with and it's something that Gives you an opportunity to have that tiny little bit of escapism every week. Like, oh, mm. yeah. Like, I, I have learned that I can make the time to do the things that I want to do. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah,
1: I probably need to make more of that time, really. Yeah. <laughs> the gym has suffered for a while. So I need to, I used to, like I was going really regularly, but it slipped away. And, and I and that's the mindset thing. I need to create that time again. I do not it's not creating that time, that time exists. I just need to get off my ass and go and do it. Um, <laughs> no for me what I learned about myself wasn't it and I it's the podcast and and the last few years have shown me that actually for myself I need I, I sound I'm gonna say probably sound needy, but I need people. Mm-hmm. And whilst yeah, I know COVID always, showed
2: that to a lot of people though.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm quite happy to be on my own. I'm quite happy to have a whole Saturday sitting on my own or doing my own thing or sitting there reading comics. Or I'm, I'm more than happy to, And you know, even in my working world, I'm happy to have a whole day where I get my head down, I don't talk to people because I've got loads load to do today and etc. Yeah. Um, There's a colleague of mine sometimes that will ring me and say, oh, I'm, I'm a bit worried about you. I haven't heard from you for the last two days. I'm like, because I've been busy. <laughs> like, I'm I've <boring. laughs> like, got my head down. I haven't yeah. got time to speak to you. Yeah. Um but then there are other days where where they'll call me and I'm like, I'll chat to them for an hour. Like anyway. But I, I think what I've actually come to realise is I'm actually quite good at networking, um, good at meeting people, I'm good at talking uh, to yeah, people. if it
2: weren't for Mark, we would never <laughs> have any guests on this podcast.
1: <laughs> um But I, what I need whilst I am very sufficient um, sufficient at being on my own and capable of being on my own, I have realized that I do need people, I do need people contact, I need that.
0: Society thing,
1: um, but I also need variety um, variety in my life, and um, and actually, in some ways, the adaptive content thing has made me watch some things I probably never would have watched. So, um, and actually, even even pre the adaptive thing, there were things that we've done together that I probably wouldn't have done. So, um, in summary, I think I've just definitely learned that I, I I need I need that sort of infusion of, of contact and people. Mark is a
2: social butterfly,
1: y'all. You just don't even know. Yeah. Probably. probably. (laughs) Right, okay. So we've got some bullet points here, and um, we've already done a little bit of written stuff here, but we'll just talk you through. Right, okay. So we've got over the 150 episodes, from time to time, we've run some themes. So we'll like for four episodes, or not normally more than four. Actually, five, I think. Yeah, about a one. Yeah it's usually been that we'll pick a month and we run, We used to run themes and a lot of the time we did it when we were doing two things in an episode so we might mm-hmm. do just for instance we did a whole theme of Godzilla and then but we'd also review something else that week and we, well, this is when we had loads of time <laughs> so um, but now if we do it it will just be the theme not, not yeah. an extra thing so um, during our time what were your have you had any favourite themes at all
2: yes so one of my favorites which was completely surprising to me because I was not excited about it when we when we first talked about it oh Um, yeah I
1: remember I pitched it to you I pitched it to you about a year before we did it
2: yeah yeah it was just because like it just it wasn't a group that I was interested in so it was like eh. I mean sure like we can do it but like I don't really care um and so it was definitely one of those things it ticked it ticked so many boxes it was like something that was just surprisingly great that I didn't expect, something that was so much fun to talk about, something that was so much fun to like dig into and do the research about. Um, But one of my favorite themes that we had was last year when we did that run of Fantastic Four episodes where we started all the way at the beginning with that unreleased movie. Then we did the the first two, then the next two, and then we also did the um, Doomed, the documentary that run Mm -hmm. and that documentary just blew me out of the water like it was i was shocked at how much i enjoyed all of that backstory and all of the drama that went into that fantastic four franchise um so that was just so much fun because i learned so much stuff that i just did not know before
0: the saga of the fantastic four started in 1992
2: so but like one of the guys was like but marvel had felt like it was on the up and up like they were like we had an agreement with james cameron to direct the amazing spider-man james cameron avatar and terminator and aliens like really in this shitty ass marvel universe that you guys have built you think james cameron is going to step in here on your million dollar budget and do anything i don't think so So they had James Cameron that was going to do a Spider-Man film. They had Wesley Snipes signed and sealed to do Black Panther back then. And they had Wes Craven, Um. everybody's favorite horror director, Wes Craven, to do a Doctor Strange film. So the guy, one of the guys was like, everything just seemed like that old era of Marvel was like behind them. And so they looked at this Fantastic Four film and thought to themselves... Finally, Marvel is like taking itself out of the shithole that it's been in. And it seems like Marvel is going in a different direction. And boy, oh boy, were they wrong.
0: Trying to help this film succeed in the conventional way, we probably quite likely sowed the seeds for its demise in a most unconventional way.
1: I think that's been the interesting thing throughout our journey is things we've learned yeah through 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 content that we've yeah. consumed but also the research but equally people that we've either had on the show or even going on other people's shows so mm-hmm. um uh I, I'll, I'll jump on and join you here i love that fantastic quarter run as well and i'm surprised i whilst I know i pitched it to you I'm surprised that I enjoyed it as much as I did Yeah. as well. Now, I think when I did the original pitch to you, I wasn't include, going to include the documentary. Mm-hmm. I think it was just the four films. And then I, I think it was because when we pitched it, well, so when we did it, it was a five-week month. And then I said to you, actually, let's throw the documentary in there as well. And that's kind of an episode for each um, week. Oh, do you know what it was? It's because we were both away, little secret here, we were both away for a good chunk of May. Like, uh, sorry, Jasmine was away for about three weeks, and then I was away oh, that's for a week too. Because I
2: went to Europe.
1: Uh, yeah, <clears throat> and we pre-recorded them all. So sorry, spoilers here. We pre-recorded <laughs> all. We pre-recorded all those episodes, and we, we we recorded them actually. Sort of, we started it in January last year. We kind of just did it every time we had a spare thing and got got it done. No, we we, we did record it quite c- quickly. I, like when we did it in the back in the yeah. backlog and then because we were we, we were kind of doing two a week to yeah. get it done uh so that's why it was quite fresh in our minds when we were doing it and then I I said to you actually I think we should do a documentary as well so that, uh, actually I worked because I worked out with us both been away for May that would fit quite nicely and you're yeah. like oh yeah okay go on then like we'd never done a documentary before and, and then I, and that documentary really strengthened i think our knowledge of actually of the fantastic four films
2: yeah but actually
1: how vital the unreleased movie was to even the current the the latest release of it because if that unreleased movie had never happened those other films would never have happened
2: exactly
1: Uh, and it it was so key to that that one film but yeah no it's it's just amazing how much we've learned ourselves so yeah um you've written another one down do you want to
2: Oh, you reminded me when we were talking before the podcast, but when we covered this was right around the time that No Way Home uh, was released. And we did a run up of the Spider films, except for Into the Spider-Verse. We did a separate run for that. But that was so much fun to revisit because when I was in high school, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films were some of my favorite films of all time like I was obsessed with Spider-Man for a good five years um but I had never seen the Andrew Garfield movies and so it was really fun to revisit all of that and to see like I don't know I I guess like I just was not interested in a new Spider-Man right after the Tobey Maguire film so that's why Mm -hmm. I never saw the Andrew Garfield ones um, of course like I had seen the Tom Holland films because I think he's a great Spider-Man but it was just a lot of fun to revisit it and then to cap it all off with the movie where we got all three Spider-Man in the same movie was just like the cherry on top like yeah, that was just so fun. Yeah.
1: That was the last billion dollar movie that they made um Disney a like Marvel film I mean
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: no I yeah I enjoyed that Spider-Man run and that that again I think was something because just before that Spider-Man uh, run, we've been reviewing constantly like new content, like like mm. we said earlier. And that was the first time we actually really deviated from that. Because I said it to you, actually, because I was so excited for No Way Home. Yeah, I said to you, do you fancy, actually, rather than doing the usual regular what's been out that week stuff, why don't we just go back and do the Spider-Man films? And I loved it as well. But no, just, I don't know if I ever mentioned this, but that Amazing Spider-Man movie that came out of Andrew Garfield, no no issue with him. I think he actually was all right in the end. But I I didn't go and see Amazing Spider-Man until it's like final week in cinemas. Because oh, I was yeah? so, I was so mad that there was no Tobey Maguire movie that they'd given up and they'd moved on from Tobey Maguire. I was so mad about it. Like I couldn't get my mind around. Yeah. I was like, what? Like, I know Spider-Man 3 was terrible. But actually just, just, a four like yeah. n- nobody no offense but nobody wanted that Andrew Garfield
2: yeah no it was a uh, big deal like I remember there was so much controversy around, and again that's why I never saw those movies I was like no I'm yeah. not gonna go see them. there's no Toby Maguire
1: however I think in the long run it all worked out because having those two show up in No Way Home was amazing yeah. like and that redemptive moment when Andrew Garfield saves um, MJ. MJ that yeah. was just uh, oh it was brilliant it was actually like they finally they kind of put it all together, like they put, yeah. they just, you know, all came to those 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 three franchises all came together in that in that almost in that final moment, like when they, you know, in that battle at the end. Anyway, I loved that too. That run, the other two runs, I wanted to shout out, was I loved it when we did the Godzilla run. Uh, there was a Godzilla yeah. month we did.
2: Oh yeah,
1: and, one, and I, I really enjoyed it doing it. Whilst I watched them all previously, I loved doing it with you because I know me and you both love those type of films. But I also like enjoyed the fact that I had people mentioning it to us, like outside the podcast, like friends we've made from the podcast. Uh, they would say, "Oh, I really enjoyed your your Godzilla run." Yeah, and, and I was like, "That's nice to hear." Like that was yeah, nice. To I, I like that. And, and then the other run I wanted to shout out was, and this was only this was last year too. We did it for um, five weeks. Actually, we did the yes. Blade. So we did all three Blade films, and then we split the TV series into two, two episodes.
2: Mm-hmm. Which and I haven't seen that. the series before, so that was a nice no, you, kind of thing to see.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, that's the other thing I enjoy sometimes when, and you've done it to me, you've given me content that we've reviewed on the on the uh, podcast that I've never consumed, that's something that's more up your alley,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and vice versa. And I, for me, I, I remember watching the show when it came out, and I absolutely loved it. So it was great to be able to sort of share that with you. But what I loved was I've never sat down before and watched them in this, you know, one after the other every week consecutively, and watching those movies kind of bleed into each other into the TV show. And you realize, because they're all part of the same universe, and it is actually the same. Whilst they recast him for the TV show, Blade, there's with sticky fingers. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was great to see that, that same world. Like I love, I love world building. So when they had the TV show, it gave us a chance to, to world build with the blade from the films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whilst they don't directly mention everything from the trilogy, they do mention stuff from the trilogy, especially Karen from the first movie and mm-hmm. uh, they use the serum, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, I don't know. I loved. I love doing that theme. I think I really do get it. I do get really get into when we do themes. I do love the yeah. uh, coming back and well, I'll, you know, this is what we learned last week. We build on our own knowledge and
2: yeah. And, but it's fun because you, when they first came out, you didn't have that opportunity to watch them back to back to back to back, right? Because there's always a a couple of years between features. So getting to do that and like not have to wait, it's a totally different viewing experience too. <laughs>
1: yeah oh yeah yeah definitely um so it's a nice little segue here into throughout geeks and niches podcast history actually the website kind of did the same thing for me sometimes as well that i'd end up going and doing this finding out something new but with the podcast it was different because we were doing it together so what's the best um thing for introducing us to something new but i mean do you want to go first
2: Yeah, but I think we should talk about the things that we have in common here, because I thought that was funny that we picked some of the same stuff. Um,
1: Oh, on the favorite theme, do you mean?
2: Yeah, no, introducing you to something new.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
2: So, like, one of the first ones, which this was a super early episode, we covered firepower. Um, Oh, that
1: was a random thing, yeah, that was random.
2: Because they came out with, like, an issue zero, where it was an, an entire trade as an issue zero that was like a prequel to the floppy series that they were getting ready to do um and so we read the trade and I was like oh my god this is really good and I actually kept collecting the floppies up to I want to say I, I got like the first 12 issues and then I kind of fell off the wagon but firepower was not something I ever would have picked up like if I were walking through the comic shop and saw a cover but the fact that we did the did it on the podcast i was like oh my god this is a Mm. really fun story like it it captured so much of what i love about like old old style like kung fu movies and just like the silliness and the seriousness all mixed up together um firepower was definitely one of the first ones where it was just kind of like oh my god this is
1: so moving on to firepower issues one and two from image comics so I don't know, four or five weeks ago, we reviewed the original graphic novel of Firepower, uh, mm-hmm. which was essentially nine issues all in one book. Um, and that was a, a setup for the, the new series, which came out this week. However, on the same week the graphic novel came out, they released a free comic book day issue, which we discovered this week. Um,
2: <laughs> unfortunately.
1: That, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. I wish I'd not picked it up now. but. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the same
2: yeah, as issue one.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm struggling to say it because I'm actually annoyed. Like, um, so, um,
2: this is. Really so cool. I
1: remember. So I remember close. that. So where I live, there used to be a comic book shop in town. Unfortunately, it's closed down and gone out of business. And I walked in there, and it was. I think it was. It was, so, obviously, it was during COVID, and I'm wondering if it's when the first amount of maybe they were still, I don't know, maybe they were letting you go in. I can't, I can't remember. I, I can't exactly remember now. But it was during COVID because it was obviously only episode four that we reviewed that graphic novel. But I remember them letting me in the shops. So I don't know what, I don't know whether they were reopened. I can't remember the details now. But I went in there and I saw the graphic novel, never heard of it. Like, I knew, I obviously, I know who Robert Cuban is, the, the guy who created The Walking Dead. And I saw it and I was like, I never read The Walk of Dead when it came out. So I saw that and I was like, okay, like, let's give it a go. I bought it and I think we were going to cover something else that week. I got home and I read it and I was like, wow, this is really good. And uh, and I loved reading that whole graphic novel from start to finish. It was amazing. And, and I text you and you, you went, okay, I'll go to the comic book shop and pick it up. And you were like, yeah, yeah, let's cover it. And then I'm the same as you. I got up to about episode ten, uh, issue 10 or 12 and then I dropped it. And I found that the issues, unfortunately, didn't contain the same level as uh, Punch. And what I want to do is when they, I'm going to make an assumption they'll release eventually a collected edition of the whole lot. And I'll just do that. If they ever
2: do an omnibus for firepower, I would definitely get it. Um, It
1: reads a lot better collected than it did. Every month, monthly it was was a drag because they were fine issues. Yeah, but they're they're episodic and they
2: play off of each other. And so it was just very much like, nothing happened this week. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I know, that's what it became like in the end it was like you know what, nothing happened nothing yeah. happened and then I was like you know what, I'm like I, I can't keep buying this so um and then we both mentioned a similar thing as well yes. and this was the same this was the same thing again so I remember I went down to my parents um holiday home for a weekend with the girls it was during COVID so you had to go into shops with masks on I remember this mm-hmm. and I went into the comic book shop you near know, like, my um uh Family's holiday home is. Uh, and I went and saw on the shelf this graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Uh Ed Brubaker Baker and Sean Phillips' pulp. And I was like, why not? So I just picked it up, got it back, read it that evening, and I was like, we should cover this on the podcast. Yes. Uh, and, and, and I like, bought
2: it digital at first so that yeah. we could record the episode. And I loved it so much that I also went out <laughs> and picked up my own hard copy like that's how good this book this book was so good I bought it twice
1: <laughs> I've done things like that I, I, yeah. I, I have but um yeah, yeah. no I, I I've, I've yeah. the book's so good they bought it twice
2: <laughs> yeah yeah because I I am trying to get away from buying like individual copies of things now especially unless it's a trade like I, I don't mind collected trades but I don't like single issues anymore so when especially it was something like I'm not sure I'm gonna like this and then when I read it like before I even finished the book I got halfway through and I called my comic shop and they were like we're actually sold out because we reviewed it pretty quickly after it came out and my comic shop was like we're sold out but I'm getting new copies in in two weeks you want me to put your name on the list and I'll call you when it's here and I was like yes and so they put me on the list and called me when it finally came in and I ran over and like picked it up so yes i paid for this book twice it was that good
1: (laughs) um okay so the two other things you've got on there are are comic related i don't know if you want to
2: yeah so that's probably my biggest like gap i don't really read traditional comics um and so a lot of what we did with geeks unleashed was kind of like oh this is cool like I've heard this is doing well, let's take a look at this one. So one of the other ones that I really liked that kind of introduced me to something new was episode 25, we covered Sea of Sorrows. And that was like a comic book theme that I had never ever read before. It's like a super dark version of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Like it was just really dark, really moody, but it was really cool. But again, it's not something that I ever would have picked up on my own um and so I did enjoy it oh,
1: you suggested it you suggested it to me you because it was you who made that suggestion
2: because I, um, I can't remember where I I saw that from like it was some somebody somewhere it like in our circle or something was talking about it and I was like this looks weird but cool and we did the first we did six issues I think um,
1: no, no, we just did the one episode but you carried on reading it outside of the episode because you I were didn't. like, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't carry on. No, no, no issue. I just didn't carry it. on. Um,
2: Unlike anything that I had read. So that was definitely interesting. And then the other one was one you had been talking about for a really, really long time. And I think you just finally were like, how come you're not reading it? And I was like, eh. And you were like, okay, we're going to cover it on the podcast. And so finally, episode 72, um, when... We did something is killing the children. And that was really cool. Like I really enjoyed that reading that book.
1: We read the we did first the first volume. twenty issues. Yeah. Uh we did the first twenty issues. And to be fair, I because I've culled a lot of my single issues. I have actually stopped buying single issues. I still have the first twenty. Uh what I've decided at some point I will just buy the collected editions. Um I, I, I still get some single issues, but I cold a lot of the single issues and I, what ruined it for me with something that's killing the children he started James Tinian started releasing loads of spin-offs and I was like so that you end up having to buy like three books of something that's killing the children yeah because right like, after
2: oh. that was House of Slaughter.
1: <laughs> yeah there's House of Slaughter and I think he's released some other things and I'm like okay now this is just ruining it now he's just making it like reading the Batman books. <laughs> uh so <laughs> uh but I will I will buy the collected edition of that at some point so but um, right, okay. I wanted to shout. out... Yeah, we've done five pounds uh, Pop. But the other thing I want to shout, and this is this is this is definitely because of you. Uh, we covered we've covered a lot of anime over the years on on the podcast, and um, I forgot the name of it. There was that pod, there was that anime which went on for had two seasons, and
2: oh, the Ado uh, Chronicles.
1: Yeah, yeah, I loved that. I thought I, I'd forgotten yeah. to try that on my list, but I really loved that. I was actually. Whilst it wasn't, I don't think it, I don't think it blew up as much as they hoped it would, and I don't yeah. think they're going to anymore.
2: Yeah, but it was uh, really cool because it was a Spanish, like it was a Spanish um, anime. Yeah, anime. yeah.
1: No, I liked that a lot. And then the other one we reviewed the whole first season of Jujutsu Kaisen, which was just amazing. I loved all of that. Um, and I would, and because it's an adaptation of a of a manga, I would like it. We covered season two of Jujutsu Kaisen at some point. That's a, a goal for the future. <laughs> Uh, but no, I thought Jason Kaisen was amazing. I didn't like the first episode too much when he started eating fingers and stuff. I thought it was a bit weird. But other than that, I got really into it. And and some yeah. of the fight scenes were amazing, and the music as well. So yeah. cool.
2: Yeah. yeah,
1: the animation, music, and that is honestly, I can swear to you, that is not a show I would have picked up on my own.
2: Yeah, that would um, make me really happy when you actually enjoyed it. I was like, yes.
1: <laughs> I I can't remember like if I said to you, let's do it, or whatever it was, but I because I think sometimes I was take i think when i was building into what we should do i did start to factor in more stuff i thought you would like as in the anime and stuff because at the time you were going through this i remember you called it anime re- renaissance or something because you were like yes you got really heavily into anime i know you've calmed down with that now but anyway um let's move on to the worst things that we've watched or read as oh boy Ge- so <laughs> Well, we sort of went through this i guess but we have yeah, three
2: in common <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you want to shout the ones in common
2: yes okay so starting at the beginning the one that we have in common episode 16 the devil all the time was a netflix movie starring tom holland it was awful it was like depressing it was sad it was just like Rage inducing, and nobody wins in the end. Like, there's no, nobody gets any kind of happy ending. They all end up miserable. Like, nothing has changed. And it's like, why did I watch this movie? This is terrible. Nothing is resolved at the end of the film. It was really
1: hard to watch. I remember watching it, really like forced myself to get through it. Yeah. You'd already watched it. And I remember even saying to my wife, I'm really struggling with this film. She's like, wanting you to stop watching it. Oh, I can't. I can't now. Jasmine's already watched it. I feel really <laughs> awful to text her saying, oh, I can't watch this. This is awful. Uh, it was it was honestly such a soul-destroying movie. Yes. It was just... Yes. And I, I, don't get me wrong, I've got no problem with watching a bleak movie. I've watched plenty of bleak movies over the years, but it really was the bleakest and horriblest yeah. of movies that I've seen. It was
2: more awful than Requiem for a Dream. At least Requiem for a Dream had, like, excellent directing or something else to go with it. But this film had none of that. It was just awful. It was just like horrible thing after horrible thing after horrible thing happened to all of the characters in the movie and then no one gets any redemption at the end it's i mean it was just such a waste of time
1: and to make it worse in the same episode we, we reviewed the first two or three episodes of something of a tv show called the third uh, do really remember
2: that <laughs> no no sorry
1: what's it called uh, yeah the third and i i can't
2: remember
1: <clears throat> oh somebody famous was in it and it was just awful and i remember that whole episode i remember when the episode finished we, I, we said to each other how did we pick all these awful depressing things i remember it was actually one of the most kind of depressing episodes we had it was just a content of bleak and oh it's awful
2: anyway skip episode 16 (laughs) if you are trying to go back and do Mm. your own review
1: (laughs) yeah
2: um the Uh, other one that we had in common was cult of dracula so that was uh,
1: well before you talk about that so before we talk about color other thing, the other one we had in common was Man Thing.
2: Oh yes, Man Thing.
1: <laughs> had, a, had a budget by of circa five mil. Yeah. And it made Boom, boom, like drum
0: roll
1: box office one point one million US dollars.
2: Womp womp. That is a big womp womp. Um, fun oh, fact.
1: Man. I wonder if it's made more sense.
2: I doubt it. Uh, (laughs) I don't see how that is at all possible. uh, Uh, So fun fact, this movie got abysmal, abysmal reviews from their test audiences to the point where most of the audience at all of their test screenings walked out before the film was finished. And
1: I feel like I'm shocked.
2: Yeah. Oh, what? no. So surprising. Um, yeah. I mean, it has to have been pretty bad. Like, for the test audiences to walk, like, they get to see it for free. And, like, for you to walk out of something that you didn't even spend any money on, like, it had to have been awful. Right.
1: Yeah. Come back to Cold Dracula. Uh, Man thing, <clears throat> one of the worst movies yeah. ever made. I, um, mean, it
2: was... I can see why. They decided. Never mind. This is going straight to
1: video. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a real, a real sort of seventies C movie. You know, D movie yeah, level. But not
2: seventies. It was.
1: Yeah, I know it wasn't from the seventies. Yeah. It was like from the to two thousands. early nineties. Was it early?
2: Oh, was, was it nineties?
1: Oh, I can't remember. Maybe it, was late 90s. it was late. It was even late nineties or early two thousands. But yeah. I think Marvel were hoping for a bit of a win. I think. I think Marvel funded it themselves. But memory, they, yeah, like but they yeah. were very
2: hands off, and it was the yeah. Marvel that Aviary was still in charge of, so it was very, very like early stage Marvel, and it was just, oh my god, it was it was terrible. The graphics were terrible, the acting was terrible. It was just like, what is happening in this movie? This is I just.
1: It's <sighs> like Marvel's version of a porno. That's probably the best way of put. Light. it
2: so yeah. bizarre, like. <clears throat> so and there was just like racist for no reason like i mean <laughs> well, there was just well, well, do you need no a reason? point to well, the racism well,
1: i don't think you need a reason but anyway well now the one you just mentioned a minute ago cold dracula i wanted to say that <laughs>
2: episode 66 okay this now this is the weirdest thing that has ever happened to us like as podcast hosts so we got it uh we got advanced copies from the publisher
1: yeah we got yeah we, yeah we got we used to do a lot of when we were doing the um, comics, yeah, we used to
2: do a lot more comic reviews.
1: Like, we, we would get PDFs and we we, we review, we got all the podcast episodes, sorry, all the PDFs <laughs> of the Cult of Dracula.
2: Six I think
1: this was a, I think we were doing a horror, I think we were doing a horror month or something. I think so. And Cult of Dracula, we fed into it as one of the episodes. So we were kind of doing a theme of horror episodes. Mm-hmm. And we did Cult of Dracula and we did all six issues. And we, <clears throat> like, I was reading it, and I was like, this is not just bad, this is another level bad. This is yeah. just, well, it's basically it was crap. Uh, and when we were putting the episode together, I was also at the same time researching the background of it. And I remember when we recorded the episode, I said the background of the story of how this comic came to fruition is so much more interesting than the actual comic itself. Yeah, Because basically the writer's uh, uh, wife or fiancé or someone had died, and she made him promise on her deathbed that he would actually do something with it. Cause I think at some point he deleted the whole content and and she, and he, she actually kept a copy of it. And I, it yeah. also got turned into, he also made it as a small independent stage show and, and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, we, we reviewed it. And during the episode, we clearly we clearly beat it to death.
2: Oh my God. We And then you're the one who so picked it up. We tried so hard not to shit on it, but it was, it just, nothing worked. None of the themes worked. The, the like plot didn't make any sense. The actions that the characters were taking in the book didn't make any sense. And so after we released that episode, the author reached out to us directly and was like, hey, I I would love to know more about why you didn't like the book. And me and Mark were like, this, this has never happened to us before. Like, and so we just kind of like, Collaborated, we came up with the we came up with a response, and we replied. I messaged
1: you saying I don't know what to say to this guy.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because like I got that email and I was like, oh my god, seriously? Like, and so I don't remember what I said, but he emailed back and he was like, well, if I ever redo it and re-release it, could I send it to you guys and you review it again? And I was like, sure.
1: well uh, I think he said if I make a sequel, will you do that as well, or whatever it was? And we were like, yeah, okay. But he did say i take on board a lot of what you said like he wasn't necessarily i think he was hurt but he also took on board the things we said like yeah because I we mean, weren't
2: mean about it like we now we were not nice about our dislike of the book but we didn't just trash the author in the episode either uh, you know no. so <laughs> yeah. but that was that was definitely a weird one for the creator to reach out and be like hey i heard you didn't <laughs> like my book
1: yeah, we've never heard anyone really reach out for anything. Although yeah. to be fair, we've not thrown many things under the bus. Although although some things you may not like or that I don't like, and um, that I like and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Some things we both think are terrible, but Yeah. This is the first time anyone's ever reached out to us and was like, the F. Well, yeah. so, yeah. but yeah, anyway, so I I just had on my list, Man, Thing, Call Dracula, and that that devil all the time, but what about uh, you? There were some gaps that sort of Oh, yeah, (laughs) there was
2: another bad comic that we read called Black Cotton, Um, and I remember that one because I think it happened when we had that massive freeze down here, and I was, like, displaced for a week. Um, (laughs) But, like, that one was so bad that we reached out to a few other, like, people in our circle, and we were like, hey, have you read this? And they were like, yeah. And we were like, what did you think? And they were like, eh. And I was like, I do Didn't don't we know. do that as
1: a well, Black History Month? We did a whole month of Black History Month. And we... Yeah,
2: and I regretted yeah. reading that book. Like, it was, <sighs> it was, oh, God. Now, okay, so Cult of Dracula was bad. Uh, But Cult of Dracula was bad in the sense that if this is a Dracula story, this is not the way to do it. Black Cotton was bad because it was trying to flop race. And like, politics, it was just like, you are putting entirely too much into this book, but you're getting all of the nuance wrong. It was, uh, yeah. And I
1: think, do you know what? Us reading that book, and I remember me and you, we talked off air as well, but that led to us, I believe, from memory, the following week, and it wasn't planned, the following week reviewing the first season of Knots and Crosses, where they also flipped it.
2: Yes, and they did it so well. Yeah. So I
1: think, because you, I remember you talking to me off air about, how you couldn't get your mind around that, that comic. And I said to and I remember chatting to you saying, actually, I'd heard about this TV show, Nots and Crosses, but um, where they flipped racism as well. And I said, I don't know if we've got time. I think it was six episodes. Do you want to cover it? And you were like, yeah, actually, let's let's cover it. And so.
2: Yeah, that was a, yeah. a whole, like, complete shift. But yeah, Black Cotton was terrible. And the other thing I had on here was Morbius. <laughs> that movie was so bad.
1: It was a bad film.
2: I fast forwarded what? through most of it.
1: <laughs> it was about I went to the cinema to see it. You sort of digitally. Um, I, I I went to the cinema and saw it, and I had to sit through the whole thing. Now, I, I mean, the main problem with it for me was the lead actor, and um, what was he? Thirty Seconds of Miles or something? What's his yeah, name? Jared Leto. Yeah, I see. yeah. He's awful and absolutely everything. He should just stop acting. Like <laughs> he's just so bad. Like he other he just I, I think he's just so arrogant that he can't see how bad he is isn't he me- is it isn't he one of these method actors isn't that what Yeah.
2: cuz so remember yeah, there yeah, was a yeah, yeah. drama on the set of suicide squad where he would, he sent all of his castmates dead rats <sighs> just <idiot. clears throat> and then you wonder why you have a hard time getting along with people on set come on dude <laughs> You can Imagine do all my... of the method acting that you want, but don't pull me into it, freaking
1: dead rats. <laughs> Imagine opening a box to a dead rat. Oh, I, oh dear. I, I'll probably tell you a fair one, so... All right, right, okay. Um,
2: Geeks Unleashed After Dark. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, Geeks Unleashed not having to worry about my career. Yeah. Right, so... Uh, anyway. Right. Um, outside of our normal episodes, so this is episode 150, and I can't remember when it was, a month, two months in. I said to Jasmine, do you fancy doing a book club? And um, for the first year, we did it quite regularly. Second year, not so much. Third year, not so much. And this year, we're hoping to do three or four this year. We we'll, might we'll, we'll, we'll switch them out with the weekly episodes. To, look, to We're busy people, but we enjoy the book club episodes. We actually really enjoy them. We think they're great. We, we, we learn We learn a lot from them. Oh yeah, and we always we always include a guest as well, which is actually really cool. Um, I think one of the book clubs we didn't have a guest. I think one episode we did it on our own. Other than that, um, I think have to it was find
2: that one. I don't even remember that.
1: Oh, I've got this memory that one episode we did on our own. But other than that, we we, we had fantastic guests, really knowledgeable guests that, that came came to the party. So yes. uh, the episodes are called Geeks Unleashed. Niche. Um, late to the party, party. yeah. So it was late to the party, which is a name that Jasmine came up with. How I pitched it to Jasmine was I'd love to do a book club where we go back and look at essentially essential graphic novels or Mm -hmm. what people deem as essential graphic novels because I've got to put my hand up. Whilst I'm a lover of comics, I tend to buy new comics and I tend to go back and read old stuff, and right, and um, I, I said there's so many things I've never read that people go, oh yeah, have you not read that? Have you not read that line? Even, even within geek and pop culture, there's like a, uh, uh, people look down on you unfortunately. <laughs> so, uh, right, during our, fa- during our book clubs, I'll be honest, I love them all, I love all the book clubs. I think they're all great. It's difficult to say a favorite, but do you wanna shout out some of your favorite episodes?
2: I do, so we have two in common. Um... What's interesting, we were just talking a little bit about this before we came on air Is that the, the we were talking a little bit about the film. And I think the reason Moore disliked the film so much was because it was set up as a left-right uh, juxtaposition, you know, uh, the left against the right. Mm-hmm. And his thing was, no, it's, it's anarchists against fascists, you know. Yes. And a lot of people who fought in the Spanish Civil War would have classed themselves as anarchists. And a lot of people who are even fought on, the, on the side of uh, Antifa now would class themselves as anarchists so it's very much an anarchist versus fascist thing not a left versus right thing i think that's really right. important our very first book club was a big one it was v for vendetta can't really see my was
1: first one it wasn't our first one i think was
2: it yeah that was episode one oh, was it that late... oh, was it our first one yep late to the party episode one is v for vendetta we had um a guest on Derek Flynn who used to write for geeks on the east a long long time ago when it was a website um and he's like a musician and an actor and but he's irish and so that this book and him as the guest was really cool because it was the first time we'd had three different countries represented on the um on the podcast talking about all the different types of politics and all of these things like it was just the most interesting conversation. Like it was, it was so cool. It was so great to have someone like that to talk to this book specifically about. It was, you know, we're coming off the heels where we still had craziness going on in the politics in 2020. Um, It was, it, it like, really it was one of the best book clubs um and it was our very first one so I was super excited that we got such a big book and such a great conversation like on our very first book club episode. I do remember
1: we did get quite heavily we kind of deviated a little bit in the episode into talking about politics but yeah and, and Derek is a really super interesting guy mm-hmm. and it was difficult but we did keep it to an hour of that episode but I remember like at the time thinking oh I'd carry on for another hour but I did oh, yeah. curb, curb it I did curb it off at an hour yeah. No, yeah, no, it was a great and that V for Vendetta, in honesty, that's a book. I've I've owned this book for years and never read it.
2: Mm-hmm. And I and it was one of, and
1: it's one of these books that all comic book fans are like, oh, you've got to read for Vendetta. Yeah. And I just never got around to it. And, and well, I picked it up a couple of times and it's a real like it's a really difficult read. It's a hard read. I don't mean because of the content, I just it's it's not aged well, I personally think, in yeah. terms of reading it. Yeah. Um I'm not saying that it's not unreadable but I, I but it's
2: definitely uh, cringy nowadays like uh,
1: uh, and, and it's and it's like in all honesty it's it's really wordy like uh, you know it's not it's not a, it's not an easygoing book to sit down and relax to read so oh, I, no. I, had, I tried a couple of times to read it and I think I finished it. it's probably like 10 minutes before we were meant to record I um I really struggled to read it. I'm not. I did enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it, and I loved the experience of doing the podcast, especially having Derek on. It was amazing to have Derek on. So yeah,
2: I read it uh, on an airplane, so I had three and a half hours of uninterrupted reading.
1: Um. So yeah, do you want to shout out the other things you enjoyed?
2: Yeah. So the other one that we had in common was March, which is a book about John Lewis and his involvement in the civil rights movement, which. I picked this book because when I was a kid, I was, uh, involved with a lot of community service and like doing all kinds of history projects on the civil rights movement and those types of things. So when I found out that there was a comic book about (laughs) civil rights, I was like, and, um, I put some feelers out and we got a recommendation for guest. And she turned out to be a woman who actually has like a lifetime achievement award from the American Library Association. And she met John Lewis when this comic was released. So to be able to have her on the podcast while we're talking about this book was so incredible. Like, again, it's another one of the best conversations that we've had um, in the book club. And that's part of the reason why I like our book club so much was because we spent a lot of the book club covering nonfiction graphic novels, which is not something that people talk about too much. Um, but like just being able to use graphic novels as a form of nonfiction storytelling, it's one of the things that I love the most about our book club. But yeah, so March our which is uh, episode five of the book club, great stuff.
1: Oh, and then you had another one,
2: and Akira. So Akira um, was the first time I was able to get Mark to read a manga. Like that was super exciting. Um, (laughs) but like it's supposedly, you know, one of the best mangas ever created this, that, and the other. And at the time I had been following a creator who was doing a lot of like futuristic kind of stuff. And he was writing for the current run of the Blade Runner comics at the time. And so like, it took me probably four days to get up the courage to ask, but I asked him if he would come on as a guest to cover Akira with us if he did. And it was just so cool to get his take because he is, you know, at the time, is currently a comic creator in that same kind of genre, doing very futuristic kinds of things. Um, So it was just a really fun conversation to have with somebody who's in the industry, uh, but covering a book that is just like a giant of the industry. That was a lot of he, fun. Yeah, he was
1: amazing, yeah. Yeah, um, his name is Mellow Brown. So I, I to, like I said, I loved all the book clubs. I love the fact that we, for some reason, ended up with a, a theme over four years where we've reviewed up to volume four of the Scott Pilgrim run with Robbie, uh, Rocky and Robbie Billups of the Pop Culture Philosophers. Now, that was a bit like what you just said there. I, I never had a conversation with Robbie before, never met Robbie, never had any. Didn't it, whilst I used to watch all of his videos, I never commented. I never I never had anything to do with Robbie and I it was a so I was kind of a bit of a fan I guess of, of Rob, what Robbie put out and I I just messaged Robbie and I said to him do you fancy coming on my podcast and uh, and I, I, I pitched you guys, him Mark
2: is the one like Mark will reach out to anybody because Mark also that's how you got Tony Fleeks to come on <laughs>
1: Yeah, 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 Well, I just so I reached out to him and I, I basically said to him, Look, I'm starting this. We've run this um, podcast, we've running for a while, but um, we're starting this podcast, we're starting this book club. And I pitched him a couple of the books that we were wanting to cover. Uh, and I cut it like, and a lot of them were ones we covered with other people. But I pitched him ones that we wanted to cover over the next five episodes of the. Oh, yeah, I think we wrote a list of the five or six podcasts for the book club we were going to cover. And I sent him the list and. Uh, and he basically said no to all of them, other than the Scott Pilgrim Volume 1. He went, actually, he said, I've read it, but let's, let's do that. And then the following year, I was like, actually, let's do Volume 2. And it was completely by just a random thought I had. I was like, let's just do it again, because it was in December. And then, and then I was like, well, actually, now we've done Volume 1 and Volume 2, we've just got to keep going. So, and then actually meeting Robbie, in some ways, was quite a significant oh. moment for our podcast. Uh, because through him, we've ended up meeting a lot of the people that he knows through the pop culture philosophers. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up becoming actually part of a, a group ourselves called the um, the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. And that led to myself and you, and we'll, we'll talk about uh, this in a minute, but uh, me, other people. But that that's called Pilgrim Run. I love. I'm just going to quickly whiz through these because I know we're a bit conscious of time here. Finally covered the long Halloween, Batman long Halloween, where we had um, uh, one half of the Oblivion Bar uh, podcast come on, which was mm-hmm. really cool. Um, finally covered Mouse, which was amazing. That's, again, a book that's been on my shelf for years. Never covered it. Yeah. And then I loved also, again, I, I had actually read this when it originally came out, but The Killing Joke, you hadn't read it, but we covered it together and it was amazing. to well whilst. whilst criticized this quite heavily it was it was a really good episode and some people said they'd listened to our episode and they loved our take on our thoughts on the killing of joke mm-hmm. so for me I, I loved all of those things right from episode 50 we we when episode 50 came around of the podcast we were like oh it's 50 episodes crazy crazy what should we do yeah uh, and i just said oh I, I couldn't think of anything particularly crazy to do you know and i said actually why don't we interview someone we'd never interviewed anyone and we we weren't feeling particularly brave to go and interview someone we didn't know. Um, I'm going to be honest, we weren't. So I was like, actually, why don't we interview Derek? So Derek had been on for V for Vendetta, mm-hmm. but also he was—he's a writer and he's a—he's a musician and he's an actor and he, okay. he's written novels that have been released and he—he's yeah, yeah, he does a lot. Um, so we brought him on for episode fifty and we interviewed him, uh, and so. The reason I'm saying this is because we're just going to talk about, I forgot to say what we're doing here, our favorite conversations um, episodes. And that's kind of came from episode 50. So, mm-hmm. uh, and that, that for me was one of my favorite conversations, but what about yourself?
2: So this one was before we actually had the conversations like category, but we did, this was early on. Um, at the end of 2020, we did a Christmas special where we had some guests on everybody brought a christmas movie and we had like a christmas movie battle to see what the ultimate like christmas movie was and that was so fun we had five people on we all had different films picked we pitched why our film should be the christmas film like winner and the winner came out to be die hard (laughs) Um, but that was just a lot of fun just kind of like hanging out enjoying the end of the year with some some of our internet friends as they say um so that was one of my favorite episodes and then as far as like the conversations episodes we did one um it's episode 78 with Sean Pryor who is a comic artist and um he's been in the industry for quite some time Um, I'm sorry a comic writer and he's been in the industry for quite some time and I had been following him for a long time and that was another person that was like okay it took me about a week to get up the courage to shoot that DM and be like, hey, so we got a podcast. We'd love to interview. It's <laughs> like, yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> um, no, that was just I, a I, really I, fun conversation to have with him.
0: I was tabling at a show, um, my local show, uh, Lexington Comic and Toy-Con, and I had all these books out. And my fiance was uh, helping me set up the table. And she was like, uh, Sean, you got a lot of sports stuff. <laughs> and, and I looked and I was just like, yeah, I do, don't I? you know, I? <laughs> I, I, I do. And, and like, and the thing is, is that, um, I feel. Cause like, I, like there's so much, so much stuff I want to write. And then, and, and I'm getting to that. I just, I've always felt that like sports as like a genre in comics, graphic novels, novellas and whatnot, or novels for that matter. It's something that hasn't been, I don't want to say touch, but we don't, we don't, we don't use it, yeah. You, know, you know, we we don't use it because, like, a lot of people think it just it just won't sell.
2: Yeah, when there it's, is it's... a ton of sports anime though, and sports anime usually comes from manga. So yep. if they're doing it over in Japan, I don't know why it's not picking up here.
0: Exactly, exactly. And so there's a market for it. You mm-hmm. just have to like, you just have to make it available.
1: I didn't know him, um, so I had to really, really prep for for that because I think the people. I knew or had knowledge of so the prep was slightly easier um i didn't know him but honestly he he was so cool i remember like sometimes you get these people on and you're like i don't want this episode to, to end because you're yeah. actually really cool but yeah. no we, we should definitely get him back again um so conversations I just want to whiz through these um, and <laughs> okay so my birthday episode was cool like for my 40th episode 40th birthday which was weird that was two years ago almost two and a half years ago um I, I i was like it was during covid so i didn't even have a party for my 40th we did a family meal but that was it 340 if, if you want to do a big birthday and a few of my friends that turned 40 that year also couldn't have birthdays they did like virtual things and you made video messages and all this and i was like i said to jasmine i can't do anything i than go for a family meal so do you fancy like changing things up and having a bit of a geeks on niche birthday party. So we invited Adam from Go Figure and we invited Robbie along. And we did, did again we did a theme Master of the Universe and we did like the cartoons and we did a movie sort of chit chat and Adam came along with a bunch of knowledge of He-Man and mm-hmm. I know it's just a really cool episode. I, I loved it. So yeah. Um the the other things I want to say is here is that me and Robbie Led to us meeting a lot of the pop culture philosophers people, mm-hmm. and we had we had Jelaney come on an episode where we reviewed to Um Fable has come on, Link has come on, uh, we've had Nick come on. But I want to be honest: one of the best conversations we've had was actually in person. Me and Jasmine met, met in person in New York. Fable came along, Big Herm came along from uh, from pop culture. Uh, sorry, from um, the Babatch. We also had um, Kay from what was formerly known as Paperbacks and Soundtracks, and, mm-hmm. um, and we all met up in New York. And, we and that's the first workshops. time I
2: met Mark in person, and we've known each other like <laughs> 10 years.
1: Yeah, well, no, yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. We've known each other for 10 years, never met in person. So I flew to New York my family. Uh, Jasmine fell up from Texas. The other three, they already live in New York. So we all met, went, met up, went to Midtown Comics, then we ended up going drinking together. I didn't get back to my hotel room till like two in the morning. We ended yeah. up going for like dollar pizza on the, on the sidewalk. And it's just a, like, we ended up just chatting like geek stuff and having beers together and drinking beers that are in cocktails and everything. It was just, oh, it's amazing. It was an amazing yeah. night. Uh, and it, and it kind of, I see a lot of the photos that our, our friends that we've made online, they all meet up at comic conventions in America. And, and I still get jealous, but it was like nice to finally have a little bit of ourselves. So Yeah. Um, Right, okay. So through our run, we've had some features. Uh, uh, So we've run various features. But yeah, what's some of your favorite features that we've run?
2: So since we just talked about it, the episode, uh, your 40th birthday episode, which was episode 62, where we did Masters of the Universe, um, I thought that that movie was flipping terrible. Um, Everybody else thought that I was weird. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But there's a phrase in that film at near the end of the film where one of the characters is like we don't say goodbye we say good journey and (laughs) so then at the very end my sign-off for every episode after that was good journey and it used to drive Mark crazy I think he's finally just like accepted it now but
1: I think what it was is I think I ended that episode saying good journey to be funny and then you were like I'm gonna keep doing this yeah And yeah, and it's unfortunately become something that Jasmine wants to do. It. So, yes,
2: uh, no, uh, it's, it's sticking until something else comes along and knocks it out. Um, my yeah. other favorite feature is something we started doing at episode 115, which was Werewolf by Night. I started collecting fun facts uh, about the production, about the film, about the casting, all that stuff. Um, so, fun facts that we talk about at the beginning of every episode before we get into the review. That's one of my favorite features. I really get a kick mm-hmm. out of that
1: um so i i like the fact that we basically we dro- we used to do the news and then we also used to do something at the end of the episode like recommendations and i think we moved the recommendations to the front and um, etc um and i said to you i think I, I think we dropped recommendations after a while because i was a bit like sometimes i haven't got anything to recommend yeah um,
2: <laughs> so once we got then, busier yeah it was really
1: hard yeah, yeah so we decided to curb the news and then but also, we decided to curb it to actually just one review.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I pitched to you, I said, actually, kind of bring recommendations back. But actually, we do do stuff outside of the podcast. And that's how Geek of the Week got made. Because it was like, there actually are things I do on my own that I quite enjoy. So, and, and you were the same. And so we, I, I actually love that bit at the front, Geek of the Week. and
2: Yeah, Geek of the Week is um, one. I like it.
1: And, and I, I like the fact that, you know, if we do have a guest on, we get them to do something from their Geek of the Week. or um, and, and the Geek of the Week, uh, you know, some things you shout shouted out, I've definitely learned about as well. And um, so I think that's great. Um, and then other feature, I, I love the conversations one that we've had. Yeah. And I, I know last week uh, last month we brought it back i know it was a conversation between the two of us but i, I me and jasmine have talked we want to try and do something like that right. monthly exactly. where, yeah. we, where we bring people in we might not do it this month because this is kind of a conversation episode but next month it would be good to have some people come on and there's some conversations that we've kind of got ideas that we want to have and you know that, that's yeah. so yeah um right okay so i just thought i'd Shout out some honourable mentions of things um, that I didn't include in anything like that. Uh, I I loved episode seventy three, Venom two. We had Tom from Two Brothers um, at our water cooler.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And what I loved about that episode was that you and I mean I didn't like it either, but you two especially didn't like Venom two, yeah. and it was so brilliant to have you and Tom. Like, <laughs> can't believe you two made me. Yeah, you, know, you made me watch this. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. I love that whole thing. Um, I didn't. I didn't really include it in my. I should have done. Really, should have included my themes. Was actually covering all the Spider-Man films. I, I love that as well. I should. I should have shouted that out earlier. But yeah, it was an honorable mention. I love that. But not all the Spider-Man films, including the Spider-Verse ones. I'm glad that we've like covered all of them. Mm-hmm. At some point, I want us to go and watch those '70s um, and '80s TV live-action TV movies that they made. So.
2: Oh, I'm not familiar with those.
1: Oh, I love those. So they, they were I remember them being awful, but like of yeah. course anyway. Um
2: oh one of my honorable mentions, and this one was like the first time that Mark and I were so stark in the way that we felt about something. But when we covered the Queen's Gambit, Mark oh. was like, Oh my god, this is the best TV show ever. And I was like, Oh my god, that was the worst thing I have ever watched. <laughs>
1: Oh, I forgot about that like and I remember even friends of mine telling me like what's wrong with your friend like,
2: so, <laughs> like, like, like I English. hated I absolutely hated uh, the Queen's Gambit I was so shocked that you liked it so much
1: oh uh, yeah and I thought I remember I watched it and I was like this is amazing like I, t- I watched it like within like a night or two nights or something like that I, I binge watched it and I was like I texted you going I know we haven't planned to cover this but we should definitely speak about this and you went okay I'll watch it came on and you're like this was awful. I was like, what? I, was I fast so forwarded shocked.
2: through. I watched the first two episodes and then I fast forwarded through the next six.
1: It was, so, it was brilliant. It was so good. Enjoy. And um, it
2: was off because she never paid that man his $10 back and then he died.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I think Anna Taylor Joy is a great actress. So, um, I, and I'd seen her first in Peaky Blinders. So, um, anyway. Um, Three sorry, 150 episodes in, not including book clubs or any other things. We've also guested on other people's, mainly Robbie's, um, and 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 Fables. So we've done we've done a lot like over the last four years. Well, it's almost four years as a junior, four years done a lot. We've guested on things, we've done you know a a riot of stuff together. It's been amazing. (sighs) Before we start recording this episode, I said to Jasmine, Should we set ourselves a challenge here and what we're looking forward to? Now, it may not be achievable, but I said it would be amazing to record a, a, an episode at some point live together. Yes. I don't know how we'll do that, but... We'll
2: figure it out. We'll make it work.
1: I've said, I think, episode 500 we should record live. <laughs> now, just in case no one has picked it up, Jasmine lives in Texas and I live in um, outside London uh, in, in England. <laughs> just in case anyone doesn't know where that is. Yeah. Um, the ability to us record together live is, is is fairly remote but
2: other it people done it us. yes yeah yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh you've come to europe i didn't i should have met up with you last year when you came to europe I, I shouldn't have done it but anyway um i'm sure and i've been to america many times i'm sure we can make it work but yeah we'll make it
2: work we'll figure something right. out we'll figure it out
1: right, is there anything maybe we'll get before? there
2: before 500
1: well yeah, yeah, you never know, but I said buy five hundred. So. Yeah.
2: Okay. which if you so think that about is it, is at, <laughs> at least
1: it's at least three and a half, four years away, something like that. So yeah. um is there anything else you're looking forward to? Or just is that our only goal at the moment?
2: No, I'm just looking <sighs> forward to making more friends. Uh
1: yeah, yeah. This
2: is, we need this we need like, to have
1: more guests on.
2: Yeah. So like I said, Mark is the social one, but uh I'm coming around to being social. So um, I've actually enjoyed hanging out with uh, with a lot of the Bad Batch friends that we've made so far.
1: Yeah, we need to have more of them on. We've not had them all on yet, so.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I did have an idea. I thought I'd just tease you. I have an idea. I won't say which franchise it is, but I know Jasmine's down for it, but on our conversation episode, we want to rank a particular franchise, which we both enjoy. So uh, actually, we've got, we're going to do it for a couple of them. Uh, but I think our first one will be. Um, it begins with a T, so that's all I'll say.
2: one anyway, I'm very um, excited about.
1: But other than, other than that, for the future, we just want to keep doing it. We, we enjoy it, and yeah, right. We're going to bring episode 150 to a close. Is there anything you want to say before we we wrap it up? Or, um,
2: thanks, thanks, <laughs> thanks for thanks for that. Being bored during
1: COVID and being like, hey, let's make a podcast. I mean, the trouble with podcasting is not everybody, I'm sure there are many people that listen to us that don't interact because I'm one of those people. I listen to podcasts and I don't interact with people who throw up social media posts. Um, I don't comment on them. I think, oh, oh, okay, there's a social media post. I've got to listen to their episode.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, And if there are people that are listening from day one to now, thank you very much. And if there are people that joined us last week or along the journey, again, thank you very much. And and if you've shared it with some friends, and I know I know, literally we have people in New Zealand that listen. And there's a there's a lady that messaged us asking us to cover Sweet Tooth Season 2 last last year. Because uh, she, she messaged us saying, oh, you covered Sweet Tooth Volume 1. Any chance you could do Volume 2? And I was like, yeah, actually, we were thinking about it. But OK, now you've asked. We went and literally went and did it, I think, a week or two later. Um, so just, yeah, it's been amazing also interacting with those people that do listen. Mm-hmm. And if you don't interact with us, play please say hello like be, be lovely huh. to hear from you and uh, you don't have to write a comment you can just dm if you want and say hello um or or please comment and <laughs> say hello um but oh, no, also just, yeah. though do you
2: remember when we first started out like we were five or six episodes in and someone in your like family circle <clears throat> asked somebody else for like feedback like hey how do you think that we're doing and her response was Oh, it's fine, but like I really wish I could see their faces. And I just remember you and me being so confused way back when we first started, because we're like, "But oh, it's a podcast; like yeah. there are no faces in the podcast." <laughs> but now, like we are on YouTube as well. So,
1: so last year I didn't lo- upload any of the videos. So again, it was it was just life. But um, I have been getting them up weekly this year, mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> you can see us now. Um, Right, okay, so gonna bring episode 150 to a close. But yeah, just thank you very much for listening and thank you very much for tuning into this one. For our next episode, we are going to we're gonna finish off the sequel to Mortal Kombat. Was it more which Mortal Kombat is it?
2: Annihilation.
1: Yeah, Annihilation, I forgot. But well, we're gonna do a more a Mortal Kombat Annihilation next week. Uh and the week after we're gonna do Street Fighter uh, uh and then and then we've got actually quite a very, very long theme that we're gonna cover and this is something I did pitch to Jasmine a while ago. Um, so yeah.
2: We're
1: gonna probably break it up with some conversations and book clubs because it's a long theme. So right. Come back next week for what's probably gonna be an awful episode. Definitely
2: gonna be an awful <laughs> like, cool movie. It's well,
1: it might be a good episode by us, but we may have to consume an awful movie. Right. You can follow us on social media with geeks unleashed everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or that's known as X yep. now.
2: And you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Google, Podbean, Apple, Spotify, we are everywhere. So please leave us a five-star review and tell your geeky friends.
1: Um, thank you very much for listening. Oh, and good journey.
2: Good journey.